All right, welcome uh, back to 94 Feet, All Things Basketball. Uh, it's the second episode. We got uh, hot takes and awards today. I'm Jay Green. I'm Akshay Salonakula. And I'm Henry Bazans. Okay, so the first thing on our list today is we're going to be going over our awards choices. So for these awards, we got MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved, and Coach of the Year. For this, let's like each go, like let's not do – yeah, let's yeah, just go time. MVP. We all go six man. We all go. Yeah, all right. right. So MVP, in my opinion, my boy KD, he was gonna win it, but unfortunately, that MCL sprain. I hate to be honest, he basically has no chance of winning it now. Steph Curry played himself out of the MVP race. For me, it's a toss up between Jokic. Jokic is, I I'd say with injuries. But then again, Ja has a better record. I'm going to say Ja, Jokic, and LeBron are my top three. Okay. Jay, what about you? Uh, right now, just with how Jokic is playing, I feel like he's making a really good case to go back-to-back. Back. So I think I think it is a toss-up between Ja and Jokic. And if Ja keeps playing like he is, considering he dropped 38 last night, <laughs> uh, I think he could definitely win it. But I'm going to just go with the safe pick and take Jokic. Bro, if you looked at the highlights, just one quick thing. The scoop layups that he was hitting oh, were like, I was. He's crazy athletic. Like, that helps his game so much. His shot's gotten better. I'm telling you, when Ja gets, like, when he gets his jump shot even better, it's going to be scary. Someone needs to teach him how to land, though. I've been seeing him land oh, after, like, dunks. God, I'm bro. freaking out. It scares me, dude. Dude, it's for real. Scary. He has no regard for his safety. All right, oh, J- no. Oxe, what do you think for your MVPs? Um... I think for my MVP, I think I gotta say, I gotta say LeBron. I got I gotta say LeBron here because he's just doing insane stuff. I think he's just doing like insane stuff at what thirty seven. So I think that I think that just outweighs everything. And I gotta put Josh second and then Jokic third. Am I? Am I uh, over Jokic. Okay, Akshay, I'm going to be honest. If we're going by stats, despite LeBron being 37 and it being incredible what he's doing, you got to put Jokic above him. He's averaging 26, 14, and 8 as a big man. That's like LeBron's averaging 28, like 7 and 7. Okay, that's not But, like, you got to look at just, like, what LeBron is doing. I mean, he's, like – putting up like 30 a game with ease like every night so i don't know i i would say i prefer uh lebron like here over over Jokic for the mvp and i think what jod did to the grizzlies is enough to prompt him to win mvp definitely all right uh six man of the year i got i got tyler hero down in miami i feel like i've been a tyler hero guy you know since the get go, he had a he had an okay rookie season last year. Very disappointed, but I feel like he's honestly been playing a lot from the little Miami Heat games I watched. He's been doing a lot better coming off the bench. I mean, he's averaging like twenty points per game this year, which I think being on a team with Lowry, Bam, and Jimmy is great production for him. Yeah, yeah, I got Tyler as well, and I think it's just he's like that rookie year. We, uh, amazing rookie year considering they got to the finals and he was actually a part of the reason they got to the finals. But like this year, I think we're starting to see he's finally like 
he's got the NBA down sort of, he's starting to figure out the speed and all that. And that's just a reflection of his points he's putting up off the bench. So yeah, I love like, attitude too. He's just, he's just such a, he's out there, man. Definitely yeah. on the right team. I got to agree. I got, I got Tyler hero. I got Tyler hero too. I think, uh, I think that he's just like Henry, you said that with all that firepower in Miami, he's still like, he's still putting up those numbers. And I don't really think there's much other competition because these last few years, it's been like Lou Will and I wasn't Jordan Clarkson, you know? I mean, Lou Will, Lou Will's going to be going to a retirement home pretty soon. For me, yes. Probably. He, he fell off a cliff ever since he got traded to Atlanta. Didn't he say he wanted to retire after being traded to Atlanta? Like you say, like if I get I traded, would, I would if I was him. All right, rookie of the year. Scotty Barnes. No hesitation, huh? You guys are no. gonna hate me. Uh I got Cade. So you know Cade's not even bad. I don't know why Akshay think Cade sucks. I don't I don't think Cade's bad. I, I didn't he- realize how like I, I thought Cade wasn't the greatest. But then I watched a little bit of gameplay, and the shots that dude hits is kind of oh, ridiculous. Sure. And his build, his build is just so no, scary. Just, like, he like six, eight? He's like a 6'8". Six, 6'8 six, six, point guard. Yeah. And he's not – the difference between I feel like him and a tall, young guy like LaMelo at point guard is he's more built, as you can see. Like LaMelo, he's pretty skinny. Cade's got some size to him. Yeah. I, I really like Cade, but I got to go with Evan Mobley. As my rookie of the year pick, I gotta, I gotta like what he's doing in Cleveland. I mean, okay, so last year, people gave Lamelo Ball the award, even though I think Anthony Edwards deserved it over Lamelo. Okay. Ball. People, no, people no. gave Lamelo Ball the award because of his team's ranking, right? Evan Mobley led the Cavs to force to the, I think it's the four seed right now in the East. Evan, Evan Mobley is like the third and a half wheel on that team. It's like. It goes Garland, Texton has Garland, Garland, Allen. Garland's miss, Garland has missed time with an ankle injury. Sexton has a torn meniscus. I think Evan Mobley. Like, have you seen what he's Jared doing? Allen. Dude, you can't disagree Jared Allen. Yeah, Mobley okay, fine. Really he's the really second wheel on the team. What do you say, Jay? I'm saying Mobley is playing a really pivotal role, though, for the no, yeah, exactly. like, I would say, that, like, like, high down low for them. The way he stepped up as a rookie – like, honestly, like, there was a lot of criticism coming out about Evan Mobley, like, him, like, playing in college. And I feel like he's really shut a lot of that up. Yeah. yeah. All right, defensive player, defensive player of the year, Rudy G. I mean, I feel – no, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a safe pick. It's such a safe pick. I don't want to give it to Rudy. I'm giving it to Giannis because, I don't know, Giannis yep. is just – I feel like it's hard not to give it to him for, like – like what he does at that power forward position so and i know rudy probably will win it again because i mean he like literally shuts down the paint but i want to kind of go for a toss-up so I'm gonna i go. gotta say i got Giannis or i got draymond draymond's missed too much time in my that, that's the only thing that's preventing me from saying like Draymond. i was gonna say at the beginning of the season my defensive player of the year dark horse would have been bam but he's missed way too much time Bam is extremely overrated in my opinion. Coach of the year, without hesitation, in my opinion, is Billy Donovan. Yeah, that's me yep. too. I yep. mean, the way he has turned, like, and I would also give a lot of credit to the front office of Chicago. Oh, for like, sure. 
bringing in Lonzo and DeMar DeRozan fixed because you had, you had Vucevic and Levine last year and they almost made the play and not quite. That team was missing defense and you bring in two great defensive yeah. guys to that team and Caruso too. Like Billy Donovan's my coach of the year. I think yeah. I got Billy Donovan's first. I got JV Bickerstaff second as the runner up. Yeah, the Cavs. And I got Chris Finch third. I mean, okay, you got to look what the, the turnaround of the Wolves roster. I mean, right? they are. They, I think they're what? They're one game out from uh, the six seed right now. What about the Grizzly? What about the Grizzlies coach, though? Uh, Taylor Jenkins. Well, Taylor Jenkins, I don't want to give it to him because he showed that he could be a great coach before. He's not like really a surprise kind of coach. Jay, the like, Wolves are one and a half games out from the six seed, right? I feel now. like I feel like Frank Vogel's got to be in, in the conversation. <laughs> uh, top five worst coaches in the league. Right oh now. my god, he's been abysmal this year. Um, okay, I, most improved I, player, bro. I didn't give my oh my, my bad. oh my bad, Jay. Okay, I got uh, I got Billy Donovan, but like Henry said, I don't. Like I also think you have to give a lot of credit to the front office because mm-hmm. who who they brought in they made moves and they got so much hate for uh, picking up oh, Demar and the worst think, finding of free agency was called yeah and I think that bad. that was a, a risk but it definitely has paid off as we see oh, I mean, I saw them when I saw people talking about how Demar was overpaid they paid him less. Because he just came off, he came off of like a four year, I want to say 130 million deal oh, in San Antonio. San Antonio, yeah. They I'm got not- him for 20 million a year. Is it? And I, and I was like, that's a steal. That's a really good steal. I did not know he was going to be like 27 points per game. Like, no, I think, I don't know why people called it like the worst signing like of the offseason. Worst signing was Westbrook, bro. That's a know. whole other debate. Jay Akshay, tell I me. I think oh, no. I think it didn't. I don't think it looked bad. I think the reason that it's a bad signing is because how he's he's played this season. I don't think if he yeah. would have came out like this, it would be as bad of a signing for. Them. I I agree with you, Jay, but I want to say this. Like I tried to say last time, Westbrook throughout his career has been a high usage player, and he hasn't always been inefficient. So like. We're seeing it on a really big scale this year, but I don't know why the Lakers didn't like think about that. Like they could have tried that whole Taylor Horn Tucker Kyle Lowry thing is just such a failure for their front office. I think it really just comes down to names also because Westbrook is a bigger name than Lowry. And I think when they saw that they had the chance to get him, obviously they were going to get him. So it also brings in uh, money for them as well because when you see the big three, it the Lakers, you're going to sell a lot more tickets too. So I think we can agree that the worst part of Russell Westbrook is his contract, right? Oh my God. He's right. on a five year, 206 million super max. Yeah. I think, I think if Russell Westbrook had a contract similar to say like Bradley Beal or Buddy Heald or like 20 to 27 million, that's Beal's on like a really. He's going to get a super max for sure, or he's definitely walking. I think it's the contract that makes the situation worse, makes the situation look a lot worse than it actually is. He's so on a, he's on a, uh, after in 2019, two year extension with the option to opt out. The new offer is a four year, 100 
Yeah, he's get, probably going to get a soup. Anyway, most improved player. Yeah, most improved player. John Morant. John Morant. John Morant is my pick for most improved. Miles Bridges, like Jay is saying, I feel like he's cooled down a little bit. But, Did like, the, like way came, the way he came out the gates was. Yeah, I think at the beginning, for me, it was definitely Miles Bridges. But if Ja doesn't win MVP, I think you probably have to give it to him. And if he does win MVP, you probably have to give it to yeah, him. I think, <laughs> I think Ja is just, like, he's just doing insane stuff. I mean, he had, like, three points at halftime against the Timberwolves the other day and led, like, a 16-point comeback against them. Like, I feel all like, this team. And, like, oh I just think what he's doing to, like, lead the team is enough to give him the, is to give him the award. I feel like what's so promising about Ja is, like, he's had two scary-looking falls in the past two years. And, like, he hasn't, like, I just really hope we don't have another Derrick Rose situation. Oh, yeah. like, if, like, we get, relies on if we get a young talent taken away like that, I'm just going to be so sad. Like, he, like, relies on his – like, I think his athleticism is, like, probably his biggest part of his game, right? Definitely, 100%. And, and some, like, to look at someone like John Wall, right? Like, he was, like, doing 360 layups and, like, speeding past everybody. And then he tore his ace – ACL Achilles, and then he tore, he tore his ACL, and then he tore his Achilles at home, falling down the stairs. All right. so yeah, he did it. So he did that, and I think that like he just like lost. I mean, he's not even playing. I mean, getting forty-four million to sit on the bench is like a is a good deal. But all like, right, Akshay, I don't mean to cut you off too much, but let's get to the juicy part: the hot takes. Akshay, so yours is. Oh, you we'll start with my. So we all got. We all chose a hot take, got some stats to back it up. And so we're all just going to debate about these. Okay. So I got quotes too. Just want to say that. Okay. Um, so I'll go first. So my hot take is that the Timberwolves are a contender in the Western Conference. Wait, time out before I'm going to let you speak. Let's do it where you get to do all your stats and then we debate. So we're not interrupting. Yeah. The yeah, whole yeah, time. yeah, yeah. That's all I want to say. All right. You go. Okay. So Mike, mine is that the Timberwolves are a contender in the Western Conference. So that's the finals run or a conference finals run. So my stats to back this up. Hold on. So the Timberwolves have the best offensive and the best defensive lineup in the NBA. And for a time, it was the best lineup of all time with Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jared Vanderbilt and Carl Anthony Towns. That starting five was uh, was the best lineup all time at one point in the season, plus minus wise. And now they're the best lineup currently in the NBA. On top of that, Anthony Edwards, we, we've seen what he can do. He dropped like 40, like two weeks ago or something like that. Deanne, uh, Carl Anthony Towns has a defensive rating of 107.8. Players like Rudy Gobert, who are in the defensive player of the year conversations have defensive ratings of like 101 ish, 101 ish. He has a higher defensive rating than people like LeBron. I'm fairly certain. And who like, and like a bunch of other people. So we have seen him step up on the defensive side of the ball, which is one of his biggest criticisms because he is one of the best offensively gifted big men of all time. And in my opinion, the greatest shooter of all time, the greatest big man shooter of all time. Um, better than Dirk, 
And Patrick Beverly has the all has a very similar defensive rating and will get in your face. As we talked about last, last time he was, he's a pest and we have seen that work. I mean, like we've seen that work against like other teams and other players. And that's why the wolves are winning so much games, so many games. And then D'Angelo Russell has, there have been some games where he's not shot the ball so well, how, uh, but he's made up for that on like the defensive side of the ball. He's vastly improved as a defender and he and the Wolves are, I think, winless without him and have are like six games above 500 with him in the game, like or like with him playing without an injury designation. And then they also have contributions from guys off the bench like Nas Reed, Malik Beasley when he gets hot, Jaden McDaniels. So that is why I think the Timberwolves are a contender in the Western Conference. Okay. So that, that was, that's all my reasoning for the most part. All right, Akshay, I just want to first say the stats you gave were actually pretty solid stats. But yeah. as you know, the way the standings are right now, the Timberwolves are in the plan. Exactly. Now, the three teams that they would be competing against, if I'm not mistaken, I think the teams eligible for the plan are seed seven through ten or is it just eight through ten? Seven through ten. So who they could potentially be competing with would be the Lakers. Not twice. The Clippers. No, I know. I'm just the Clippers, which near the end of the season there's returned optimism about Kawhi coming back from his ACL. That was and I know the Clippers don't don't have a good a great track record at all of like performing in the playoffs. Yeah. And the Blazers. I just feel like those are teams like obviously they're not good at all this year, but I feel like you can't just confidently say that the Timberwolves are going to take them down. But the Wolves blew out the Lakers twice, blew out the Clippers once, blew out the Blazers once, and mo- and that has been when they've been a majority healthy, except for like one or two players missing. Jay, what do you think? I think that – they have the offensive weapons definitely to make a run in the playoffs. And I think that if Pat Bev is playing like he was in that uh, series against the Suns last year, yeah, like that mentality, even though everyone is going to hate me for saying that. Shoving Chris Paul type mentality. <laughs> I, think, I think that their defense will definitely step up in a huge way because they have a leader on defense who they can follow, which definitely helps them. So I think that it wouldn't be too crazy for them to do kind of what the Hawks did last year. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm comparing on. But I don't think that – I don't think – like I wouldn't think it would be too crazy for them to do that. But I also think that for them to do that, it would be nice for them to definitely get into the playoffs without having to get in the play. I think the key thing to this run is health. We've seen the Timberwolves be very bad in recent years because of health issues. Cat got COVID. Cat broke his wrist, but he came back. D'Lo left. And then when D'Lo came back, Malik Beasley left. So it's just been, like, a whole list of injury issues. One thing I want to say, like, I feel like this is going to be an argument people may say. Like, it's been a common argument in the past. You look at young stars on bad teams like Devin Booker. They're like, he's never been to the playoffs, so we don't know how he's going to play. We saw last year that that didn't matter at all with Devin Booker. I mean, he – he was a great player. He helped carry the Suns to the finals along with Chris Paul. So yeah. I feel like this team is very young. But at the same time, they have some veteran leadership. 
But I feel like compared to a team like Phoenix last year that had like Chris Paul, I don't know. I feel like the one thing that the Timberwolves are lacking is more. they may need more veteran leadership. They have Patrick Beverly, who's kind of a veteran, but I feel like that's something that they could benefit from. I think, I think that Patrick Beverly alone, I mean, D'Angelo Russell carried the Brooklyn Nets team that had Theo Pinson on it to the playoffs. I mean, and like as a seven seed or six seed, I think. So like D'Angelo Russell, we've seen is an all-star caliber player who can lead his team to the playoffs. Carl Andy Towns will get you a bucket if you need him to, right? Anthony Edwards is an up-and-coming star. I think that big three alone combined with like the the menace of Pat Bev is enough to like bring that team to a six seed. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely going to – I feel like more things are going to open up come playing time, but the way the Wolves are playing right now, it's it's a pleasant surprise. And it's, I'm, I'm going to say if Malik Beasley plays like he did last year, averaging like 20 points per game on like 40-plus percent from three, it, it's, that just helps him even more. Yeah, but the reason that Akshay, he's just not going to be able to do that, I want to be honest, because – it's because of Anthony Edwards. I mean, the way he's emerged is obviously going to take away a lot of minutes and scoring from Malik Beasley. And he missed, like, I want to say he missed a lot of time last year, if I'm not mistaken. He missed a lot of time for uh, – he had a hamstring injury, and then he had some legal issues. So yeah, um, Also, didn't uh, – wasn't he for a while there kind of playing with – was it – we were missing a couple of stars last year. Yeah. When, yeah, we missed like we were missing like D'Lo. D'Lo was out for I want to say like six. Cat, seven weeks. Cat missed quite a few games. Like last year, Cat missed like twenty games, which he might not seem him. like a lot, but it was a shortened season last year too. Yeah, it was, like, last year, it was a short seventy-two games instead of the normal eighty-two. So I think that with all of these like pieces that the Wolves put together, like Jared Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt being that that guy, that Dennis Rodman type player. I think that that's I, uh, I'm gonna just stop. And I, I don't I don't feel comfortable with that that comparison. Um, like that that kind of player, I think the Wolves have a very good shot at being a contender for a Western Conference final spot. That's my hot take. All right, okay. Jay. I well, let's see how this goes. So I think my hot take is that I think a healthy AD is a more valuable piece to the Lakers than uh, LeBron is. And I think that because when you have AD on defense, their defense is a lot better and their offense is a lot more versatile. And my stats for that on defense is with AD, when he was playing uh, in the championship season was he was uh, They were only letting up 12 uh, second chance points. And this year, they're letting up 13.7 second chance points. Um, they were letting up 45.8 points per game in the paint in the in 2020 when he was playing. And this year, they're letting up 49.5 points per game in the paint. Um, they're letting up – or they have – Jay, how many points per game were they letting up with him? I didn't hear that. Oh, uh, with him, they were letting up only 45.8 versus this year 49.5. Um there, they have are averaging. Uh, when he was there, they were, he was averaging sixty six point six. They were averaging six point six blocks per game and eight point six steals, and this year they're averaging five point six blocks and eight point two steals. 
per game. Um, and then defensive rebound wise, they are that when he was there, they were averaging less defensive rebounds. It was thirty five point one, but their defensive rebound percentage was a seventy three point seven percent versus this year's thirty five point five defensive rebounds per game and a seventy one point eight percent. So how many defensive rebounds per game when he was there? Uh, when he was there, it was thirty five point one. But they were grabbing a higher percentage of of defensive rebounds. They're grabbing like double with him down. Yeah, so it's definitely – I think that when he's there, their defense is a lot better because first off, they have a guy who can control the paint and they're not going to get a lot of easy shot off. And then on uh, offensively-wise, I think like even if you think about it, I think that if you have AD there, then you're taking a lot of the load off of LeBron. And so then I think, I think we would see, I think that also Westbrook would probably play better if he's there because you're having a guy who is not, who can, uh, Westbrook can dish it off into in the paint. And then that spaces the floor also for Westbrook to get those drives and lays. So I think that it definitely is worth the debate. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that Anthony Davis is that lock he like will lock down the paint i mean we saw him be that defensive player of the year like candidate for many years when he was in new orleans when he was in la and then you could we've seen him drop monster performances because he he's like then he can bully ball people even though he's refuses to play center but he can bully ball people in the paint and i just think him him being there prevents all the focus from being on LeBron. Like everybody right now staring at LeBron and trying to stop him from scoring. So he has to rely on talent Horton Tucker to score. But like with Anthony Davis there, he has another like really good option. I was going to say like, Jay, I agree with that because in my eyes, the purpose of Anthony Davis coming to LA was to give LeBron that extra star, which is AD, which obviously he wanted as seen in the season prior, but also, like you're saying, taking the load off LeBron is really important because, like, I know he's still amazing and he can still pull up, put up these monster numbers, but we saw Anthony Davis in the bubble. In my eyes, he was that guy in the bubble, yeah. even over LeBron, I would say. Like, yeah. the way he was playing was just so dominant and, like, physical and, like, but it's also like, Jay, that's a big stretch because that may not even happen. Because, like, I hate to say it, like, it looks bad for L.A. because A.D. has one healthy season. You know, he averages, like, 25 and 12 first year in L.A. Then they signed him to a five-year, $190 million max. And ever since then, injuries have just been plaguing him. So if that could happen, that's going to be the X factor for the Lakers to push them over the edge into contention. But – I feel like that's I don't know it's it's gonna be tricky to see if that. I think happens. he's a very injury prone player. Yeah, if I'm honest, I so, mean, like he's kind of like he's almost worse than Cat because like he gets touched and I swear this dude, there's always something happens. Like he'll he'll get like a Davis will get bumped and then all of a sudden he's out no, for a while. So I think I don't know. It's really similar to the Timberwolves, honestly, right now. Like, health is what is determining if they're going to be good or not. 
Because, like, last year, didn't LeBron go out with an ankle injury or something like that? And, like, the uh, yeah. 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 Groin or something. I can't. Oh, yeah, it was oh, ankle. It was ankle. Yeah, yeah, it was groin two years ago. That's why they missed the playoffs. Yeah. And then, and then last year, he had that one ankle injury that, like, really hurt them. So, I think just health. Health is important for, like, every team in the league. But, it's, but like, for these two teams that have, like, these, like, really, like, star, uh, like, like they need their stars to be healthy, and we've seen that they've been bad without it. I think just health is what's really determining how good they are, not necessarily just like the talent of the roster. You got to get AD in the weight room, man. Like, dude, it's just fucking. When... Okay, Henry. So we know your hot take. And... I'm gonna say anyway. So my hot take. I'm gonna scream, share my screen for this too. Is that James Harden and Kevin Durant? No, in in this order, Kevin Durant. And James Harden are the first and second best scorers of all time over Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And I know everyone listening is probably like, wow. But I have stats to back it up. And I'm, oh, uh, please, you gotta, feel free to flame Henry in any way possible for this. Do it. I don't care. Enable screen sharing. <laughs> I have so much stats. They're just going to just absolutely. You got it enabled? Yes. All right. So I to hear your stats. <laughs> oh, all right. So yeah. first on to James Harden. James Harden has a career average of 25.03 points per game, which is 0.04 higher than Kobe Bryant. Okay. In terms of his isolation, Henry, I'm gonna stop your screen sharing because you were showing your Apple ID password to the wait, whole where? Where? <laughs> oh, oh my bad, my bad. No, no, uh, right. let me try to cover it some way. Just like hide the yeah. We'll be editing that out. Yeah, we'll edit it out so no one else knows it. Actually, I edit out. Okay, let me screen. Okay, don't worry. All right. So here we go. Uh, James Harden. Uh, okay. So Kevin Durant and James Harden are the first and second best scorers of all time over Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. James Harden has a career average of twenty five point zero three points per game, which is point zero four higher than Kobe Bryant. And in terms of his isolation stats. They are some of the most impressive that I've ever seen. So uh, in the 2017 to 2018 season, James Harden averaged 12.2 points per game solely off of isolation. The next highest player was Russell Westbrook at 6.1. And if you see this chart here, this graph, this shows in the 20, uh, in the 17 to 18 season, all the other players and how much they isolated. So you see you have Westbrook down here, LeBron, Siakam, uh, Giannis, and all the way above everyone else is James Harden. And you can also see, I'm just going to show this quick, in the 2018 to 19 season, he scored 18.1 points per game off of isolation. The next highest player was DeMar DeRozan with 4.1. All right, and he has the highest points per 100 possessions in NBA history in a single season, his 2018 to 19 season. Since the stat of isolation points per game were tracked, he's averaged 10.8 solely off of isolation. He's the only player along with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant to score 400 plus points in a 10 game stretch. He holds the record for the highest scoring average over the first 10 games of a season, averaging 27.3 points per game in those 10 games. James Harden is also second place 
for consecutive 30-plus point games with a streak of 32 games, surpassing the third and fourth place players associated with this record, Tracy McGrady, who did this 14 games in a row, and Kobe Bryant, who did this 16 games in a row. All right. Uh, and you look at all – this is MJ, Kobe, and Harden. It's their best seasons. Harden's season, I would say, is up there with both of them. You can make an argument that – okay, I'm just going to skip. I'm just going to try to go through. He is fourth on all-time three-pointers made, only 24 away from passing – that's just say Reggie Miller, not Ray Allen. Okay. Yeah, from passing Reggie Miller. He is tied for second place with most games with nine plus threes with nine. He's also tied for third place with most games with 10 plus three with three. And Kobe Bryant had this to say about James Harden in a post-game interview. You know, James is such a fantastic player. You know, all I can do is sit on the sidelines and just shake my head. You know, some of those players, the plays that he was making, the shots he was making, those are difficult shots for 90% of the players in the league, and he makes it look effortless. In a 2019 interview by Rachel Nichols, Kobe Bryant had this to say about James Harden's streak of 30-point games. What he's doing is absolutely remarkable. I think it's a testament to how remarkable it is that people are trying to now minimize what it is that he is doing. He's doing some phenomenal stuff. Michael Jordan, when asked about James Harden's scoring streak in 2020, said this in a press conference. You know, he's not just doing this off the whim. It's something that he's worked on, and he's perfected to the point where the results are starting to show. And then I'm on to Kevin Durant after this. Dwayne Wade has this to say about James Harden in a post-game interview. You know, he's one of the most unguardable players that this game has ever seen. Now, Kevin Durant has a career scoring average of 27.1 points per game, 2.11 points per game higher than Kobe Bryant. He is the fourth highest scoring average of all time. Uh, Kevin Durant is one of four players in NBA history, not including Kobe Bryant, who has four or more scoring titles in their career. He is second on all time for the most seasons, scoring 25 plus points per game with 13 seasons the next highest being LeBron with 18. His elite three-point shooting, mid-range, post-game, and three-pro percentage, combined with his seven-foot frame, make him the best scorer of all time. Durant's postseason stats also speak for itself, where he has averaged 29.1 points, 7.7 rebounds, and 4.0 assists. In Game 7 situations, Durant had averaged 33.3 points on 55% shooting. If that isn't clutch, then what is? Durant's rookie season is the only season he has averaged less than 25 points per game. And I have a couple quotes to read, and then I'm going to be done with the stats. It sounds crazy, Steve Kerr, Michael Jordan's teammate, said, but he's got more weapons than Jordan has. In, uh, da, da, da. LeBron, MJ, and Kobe may have more game-winning shots, but that's because they have attempted over 50, while Durant has only attempted 14 and has made five of them. Spacing is also a lot different now with much more perimeter defense and less open lanes compared to the 80s and 90s where it was focused, and even the early 2000s, which was focused on a big man-based offense, which gave guards a lot more opportunities. Uh, he is also fourth He is also uh, fourth highest on playoff points per game of all time. Durant's effective field goal percentage is 54%, higher than some of the all-time great scorers such as Kobe Bryant, LeBron James Harden and LeBron James. Durant is the youngest player in NBA history to win a scoring title at the age of 21. He's become the youngest player ever to join the 50-40-90 club at age 24. And there's also this stat here. So in 29 to 2010, Durant and LeBron were leading the league in scoring. 
And this year they're doing the same. Need I say more? And then I have one more stat and then a couple quotes and then I'll be done. So in this, this stat is really impressive in my opinion. So in total seasons with at least 27% usage rate and a 60% two shooting, true shooting percentage, look at the two players on top of this. You have Kevin Durant, who has eight of these seasons, James Harden with six, and Michael Jordan comes in last place with only four of these seasons. So I were cutting you off before the quote, so we can debate this. Okay. No, I have one quote. I need to say one quote. You get one quote. Okay. Actually, two. Two. Really quick. No, you get one quote. You get one quote. Uh, Okay. Former NBA All-Star Gilbert Arenas had this to say about Kevin Durant in terms of him being the best scorer when he made an appearance on Football Sports in 2021. As a basketball player, as a basketball fan who understands the game, the way Kevin Durant scores is really effortless. He can't actually be stopped, controlled, or challenged because of his height, his shooting, so he's probably the easiest bucket getter in NBA history. Aiden Zero then went on to put more substance to his argument, saying that Michael Jordan's scoring was only boosted by the fact that he's the primary scorer for the Bulls and his second option is Scottie Pippen was not a natural-born scorer. This is the reason why he is among the top five players with the most points in NBA history. In comparison, Kevin Durant has played with the likes of Russell Westbrook and Stephen Curry, both explosive scorers who can get hot at any time or put up 30 or more points. For Arenas, looking at his stats alone, the two are not far apart, even though KD is a sacrifice because of the offensive players around him. And also, Kobe said KD was the one player in his career that he could never figure out how to guard. So, yeah, I'm all done. So, Jay, you want to take a stab at this first? Okay, wait, can you share your screen and go to the James Harden, uh, the, the graph of the seasons? Gladly. At the top. The isolation season? No, 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 no. The, this one right here. This one right here. No, no, East three? Up, 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 up. This picture right here. The picture. Up a little bit. So my thing is with the – if you look, Michael Jordan is on that list. One, two, three, four, five, five times, I think. Maybe more. And James Harden is on it twice. And almost on every other list, you see that Jordan is pretty much at the top of all of them for scoring. But like I literally just said, Jordan's numbers are boosted because the second player, best player on his team, Scottie Pippen was not a natural scorer compared to like Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Westbrook. I mean, like Durant has had to sacrifice so much. I mean, Hart, sorry, we're talking about Harden, not... I don't know. Keep going. I interrupt. Sorry. What's okay. But I'm also saying that in 17, 18, um, for Harden, who, who was his second best, uh, score? Was that Chris Paul? Oh yeah. I'll check. I'll check the 17, 18. Or it was probably maybe Eric Gordon. Hold on. I'm checking. Wait, it's 2018, 2019. All right. No, no, no. Oh, 18, 17, 19 Westbrook. It's 17, 18. Oh, 17, 18? 19, I, I can't say anything about that because he just went off. I don't even, I'm not going to, like, argue that that wasn't. He like put those crazy. numbers up with what? No, 18 and 19 was Chris Paul, I think. It's Chris Paul. 18. Oh, to, oh, 17 to 8. 18 to 19, Jay, was Chris Paul. Okay. Oh, uh, and 17 to 18. So Chris Paul. It's also Chris Paul. Yeah. But Chris so. Paul that year in 17-18 averaged 18 points per game. No, okay. yeah, 18 points per game. Okay, so I want to see what Scottie Pippen averaged 86-87. Yep, I already had that pulled up. Or I was you pulling it up. got to, like, look at skill, too, is what I'm saying. 
Harden and Durant are so much more gifted scorers than Kobe and MJ. Jay, Scotty wasn't in the league in 86-87. Oh, for real? Uh-oh, looks like that kind of – Yeah, he got drafted in 87-88. Oh, wow, that's so unfortunate, Jay. Wait a minute, that that might be Jordan's – Oh my gosh! I that I think that might be a year after. Uh, wasn't what was Jordan's rookie year? Was it 85? 84. 84? So it was his third year in the league. He did that, and and Harden's what was that? Harden's yeah. When was Harden drafted? He got drafted in like 2011. So so all I gotta say is Jordan's putting up those numbers in his third year. Look at the team that MJ had in 86 to 87. Just, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that team was full of bombs. 87. Charles Oakley was the best player on that team, other than MJ. No, but you still have to think that Jordan and – both Jordan and James Harden are definitely getting guarded by their best defender. Yeah. So you, you can't – like, the talent thing, I know that he had, like, really nobody, but still it's like – you have to think, like, the same thing with SGA right now. It's like as you can say that it's because SGA is the best player because he's not on a great team, but also he is getting guarded by the best defender on the floor for the opposite team. And that's why I think the empty stats argument is so bad because it like, yeah, just because a player's putting up stats because the team's not good doesn't make the player stats invalid. I never said MJ was putting up empty stats. I'm just saying you have to look at the situation. Like the look in my eyes, honestly, How can you not say, okay, I get beef with James Harden. There is no way you can tell me that MJ is a better scorer than KD. MJ is a better scorer. I won't argue that. I think, I think that that one I think is, is close, but I like, I kind of have, feel like I have to say KD. I think my thing is I don't like putting James Harden over MJ. I think that MJ and Kobe both could be sneak over James Harden, but I feel like for sure you have to put MJ at two. I would say for sure. I could okay. Here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say. James Harden does not touch Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan on my list. However, however, I can see the argument for Kevin Durant over Michael Jordan. I can see it. I can no, see it's not it. an argument. It's it's I can you. see I can see the argument and where it comes from, but I currently I will still put Michael Jordan over. You have Akshay, you have a seven-footer who moves and handles the ball like a guard, who can pull up over any man on planet Earth, and who, for his career, is shooting 38% from three, 6% higher than MJ. Okay, you can't make that argument. Because threes weren't shot in the 1980s. Then then how come Steve Kerr was able to have 45% three-point percentage? He played in the 90s. Because he doesn't shoot how many how many left shots is three? Yeah, hold on. How many shots per game? This is that's what basketball references for mid tournament. Okay, or mid podcast. Steve Kerr. Podcast is loving this. Look, the thing about James Harden is like, I'm telling you right now, his IQ as a scorer is off the charts. The way that he's able to get to the line, I know people hate that. That's a skill, and he's no, the. Not. Yes, it is, Akshay. It is. It's a skill. It, it is because he does it at such an impressive rate. Like that's what I'm time, saying. Like, he, like if he like needs a a bucket, normally he's either gonna draw a foul or he's gonna go step back and just splash it on someone's head. So, yeah. I mean, okay. like, honestly, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, averaged 
Uh, one year he averaged uh, 50.7% from three on 1.8 attempts. Okay. Or yeah. in 1994, 95, that's the start of the second three peat for the bulls. He shot 52.4% on 2.1 attempts and compare that to Kevin Durant who in his career is shooting. No, compare it to MJ. That's the comparison. Not, not to Kevin Durant. We're comparing it to MJ. Because oh. he played in the same era, and I guarantee you he didn't take – he probably took, like, around the same amount of threes because he didn't shoot threes. Michael no, Jordan took compare, even less threes. Uh, the, you have to compare the uh, – what's it called? The era. Like, the era is, like, how many – like, the uh, the differences in, like, the three-point usage is what we're saying. It's like we exactly. didn't – They didn't use the three-pointer as yeah. much. That's what you I'm saying. All- like people, like, like, like people didn't shoot threes as much back then. Like that, that's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? That was, I think that those those years were that was the turning point of that was when mm-hmm. people started to see that the three over two was definitely a lot more yeah. efficient for. That's why it's so hard for me to compare like goats of generations, right? Because like they went from fundamentals to people pulling up from the logo. You know what but- I'm saying? Ashay, what I'm trying to say is, like, you have to look at skill. And I'm saying numbers. I know Kobe and MJ win. They have more points, whatever. But what I'm saying is skilled. James Harden and Kevin Durant are hands down more skilled scorers than him. Hands down. And so you tell me there's no debate? They're better. for In terms of skill, they're better shooters. They have better ball handling. They can take it to the rack. I know not as good as Kobe. Kobe and MJ could take it inside really well. But James Harden and Kevin Durant are hands, in terms of scoring, are hands down more skilled than Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Okay. Well, that, that's what the hot take is. That, that's what the hot take is. So, yeah. You don't got anything to say about that? That's hard for me. I, it's hard for me to argue, if I'm being honest. Like, I, like, I think it just really de- I think it really depends on like like I think I'm always just gonna disagree with that because I've I literally like I literally like we'll just be like oh I'm gonna go watch Kobe or <laughs> or Jordan highlights when I'm yeah. before basketball just because they're insane I, but like I don't think I think my personal like my personal views on things are gonna get in the way of like what I actually think if that makes sense like I personally yeah. I like mj and kobe more than i like kevin durant and james Definitely. harden exactly but i'm not gonna say that i can't say like it's just starting to turn into who i like more versus what i actually think you I agree that you agree that, Kate, kind you agree of, that katie's a better scorer than mj all right jay i think i think it's close but i would give it to him for sure i think i would say he's better. i think it depends on what kind of scorer you want to be honest that is true that is actually because We've been comparing them this whole time, but they're to be honest, they're different types of scores. Like Katie can James do everything, Harden and Jordan can only do something. James Harden's an ISO player, right? Yeah, you show James Harden's ISO numbers versus the others, but you didn't use ISO usage, uh, maybe or like ISO percentage. Oh, ISO percent, like how, like what, yeah, like what, like what percent of times they were in ISO, right? So what percent he ISOed? Yeah, or like so James okay, Harden's a ISOed for when he scored. Uh, 18 points per game of isolation. He isolated 48% of the time. Exactly. And I guarantee you MJ's numbers aren't that high. 
or Kobe's numbers aren't that high. They track this. I guarantee Akshay, if they track the stats back then, MJ could be up in the 50s. No, MJ definitely. probably would be kind of high just because I don't think he's 48. I don't think he's almost 50%. Considering if you watch the last dance, you have Dennis Rodman saying, fuck it, he's just gonna go. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. they're still completely different type of scores i mean james harden taking a step back three while michael jordan's driving to the basket and trying to dunk on you that is true kobe is trying to drive step on a dime in the mid-range while kevin durant's pulling up from three and getting his foot behind the line this time and getting the three fucker (laughs) no but that my point is kevin durant can do what kobe can do he can do what MJ can do. Yeah, and I think and I think Kevin Durant's a better scorer than Kobe all time. Not better. How than can you not put him above Kobe and MJ? This is gonna sound bad. In terms of scoring and play style, they're literally the same player. In terms of how they play and mentality, you Bro, Kobe, I know said, that. Kobe said MJ is the biggest influence off of his game. Oh yeah, like, I know that. I know Kobe took a lot of the stuff that MJ taught, and that's then that's why. Uh, and then LeBron took some of Kobe's stuff too. They all like that was why those three guys have been talked about as the top three players all time is because really MJ's stuff has gone through generations because Kobe took his his like his fader, all that stuff, and now LeBron's kind of put his twist on it, but it's still like it's gone through generations. And I think the next big score who's gonna go on, like honestly, I don't know who's gonna be the next goat of the era but i think whoever that is is definitely going to take stuff from lebron and katie anthony edwards okay i don't think it'll be katie because katie and lebron are so uh close in age yeah it won't be katie it'll oh, happen no, I'm saying he will take stuff from katie he will take stuff from katie too that's probably all right. yeah, yeah yeah i mean you have bull bull who's like exactly what like tries to do exactly what katie does it's like get him on the right worse, and he's not a great Get him on the right team, and he's gonna have a breakout. Isn't he on the Celtics right now? Yeah, he just got traded no. to the Celtics. He got traded to the Celtics. Yeah, yeah after his Man. breakout voyage. And in recent news, did you guys see what happened in the Bulls game yesterday? Oh, can I we saw talk Grace? About- I saw Grace and Allen oh. being a menace. Can, can we talk about how Grace and Allen's was a flagrant two, but THT's was a flagrant one on? Yeah, what did what did THT do? Oh, you guys didn't see, bro. Give me a second. You guys talk about the Caruso one. I'll pull up a bit. Uh, uh, got an occasion that um, Alex Crusoe has a fractured right wrist and needs surgery because of Grayson Allen. Had to catch his ball. Yeah, he tried to get. That's like what he uh, he went. He'll undergo surgery early next week and will reevaluate it in six to eight weeks. Oh wow, that's big for Chicago. That's terrible for them. Here we go. Here, I'll share my screen. I'll show you. The Jalen Suggs one's really bad, too. Oh, oh, I think I see this one. No, I haven't. Let me see. I probably saw it. Oh, yeah, this one. Hey, you're speaking, wait, let it let it reload. Because Oh, my God. Yeah. I want to see it in slow motion because the quality the first time. Okay, yeah, yeah. Significant hits. Yes. Yeah. This one. That was LeBron. Wait, was LeBron? No, that was THT. Oh, wait, let me see it. Oh, my God. That was awful. They called that a one. There's a flagrant two in ejection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flagrant one is a free throw in the ball. 
Wow. Yeah. No, that was last night was weird. There's <laughs> both of those were like so random. Like, yeah, they're just like too like they're not like super stuck. They're just like role plays. Yeah. And then Grayson Allen was smiling on his way back to the bench, too. Y'all see that? Uh, and then you saw THT was, like, saying he didn't do anything. He didn't put his hands up like this. Yeah. And LeBron looks down. over and starts shaking his, hand, start shaking his head like the ref made a bad call. Like, bro, he literally took him out. I will agree with you that they're so different scores, and it's hard to compare them. I just feel like as scores, like, Kevin Durant doesn't get overlooked as much. James Harden, I feel like, is criminally overlooked as a scorer. Oh, I do. I I agree. Okay, hold up. You pulled up several stats about like points per game. How many of those came from the free throw line? That's the last thing I want to say. How many of those came from the free throw line from it's James Harden? It's a skill. Yeah, to get how many of those line. came from the free throw line from James Harden falling down on threes or ripping through? Actually, it's a skill. I don't I know like a lot of them came from the free throw line. It is such a skill to get to the line. Henry, if falling down was a skill, I'd be averaging 40 on the basketball. Team. It, what were you saying, oh, Jay? I think oh. you also have to look because this year is their year they made the rule where they're not going to call that anymore. And, and so Harden I think you have, to look at, like, you have to look at the comparison. Because if, if the free throw line, like if the getting to the free throw line points per game are the same this year or like similar as this year and then the – yeah, the 18, 19, and 17, 18 seasons, then you can't make that argument. Yeah, Harden's but if still seriously like, different than you, I think you could. In sure. Harden's last two seasons in Brooklyn, he's still averaging 8.5 points per game off of isolation. Okay, hold on. James Harden, let's check his free throw. This is the last thing we'll do, I think, for today. James Harden's free throw numbers. I want, I want to talk about, uh, like, real quick, like, do you guys think, that Jalen Suggs will ever be like a star player for the Magic, or do you think he'll always be a role player? He's it was long as Cole Anthony is going to be there, he's going to be a role player. Like glorify role player, like a uh, twenty points per game, Jordan Clarkson type, not star glorify role player. Say Jalen Suggs build in the NBA, just like, I mean, he's not super tall. He's like six four. He's like he's a pretty good shooter, but like he's not. I don't know, Jay. I feel like as long as Cole Anthony's going to be there, Jalen Suggs isn't going to be getting a lot of minutes. And they got from I have the James Harden free throw numbers. In 2020, 2021, he averaged 7.3 free throws. And in the short season this year, like the, the, he's averaged 8.2 free throws. They take it back to his peak season, 11.8. 11, right? So we can see like a very big difference. In free throws, in like free throws attempted. Points. Wait, the isolation points, they don't count as free throws, right? No, they still probably do. I'm guessing. They How would they count as free throws? No, I'm talking about when you showed us like the big stats of like comparing his numbers to Jordan and Kobe's. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, that, that is fair. I don't, I just feel like they're just so much more dynamic. It's like they can do more offensively. I mean, that's what the that's what the debate was for. All right, so I think that I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I, I agree. About the recording. Yep. All right. See y'all next week.